Welcome to Inspired by Her, the podcast that will give you the inspiration, motivation, and tips for success from some of the top executives, CEOs, and influencers from around the globe. With your host, serial entrepreneur, and named one of the most influential Filipina in the world, Kate Hancock. What moment from your childhood are you most proud of, Larry? Uh, well, I haven't been asked that. That's a, that's a good one. Um, a, f- a few things stand out, I'll, I'll say, and this is off the, the spur of the moment. One, one is I loved baseball. I just loved playing baseball. I used to play baseball a lot as a kid. You know, even two on two, we'd play down at the, the local school and, and uh, figured out a way to cut the field just right so that we could play two on two. Played it a lot, loved baseball, still love it. Um, and so that, that's one. Uh, interesting fact, I was a pitcher, pitched through high school, got into college, but my arm went out. But um, later in high school, uh, opening day, our senior year, I pitched against Dennis Eckersley, who is, you know, was a famous pitcher and is in the, in the uh, Hall of Fame. So that's a, a claim to fame is pitched against him in high school. <laughs> wow. Um, someone here on Facebook said watching baseball and playing the best sport ever. So, Larry, um, so what was your journey like to get where you are? Um, well, I think still still going on what you were talking about as a child. One of the things that I think was interesting was it was a great start was I was a paper boy, you know, like 12 years old to 14 years old, something like that. And, and back then, uh, you know, you, you rode your bike around in the morning and you delivered papers. And it sounds like, hey, I was just a paper boy. But when you think about it, you, you had operations because you had to deliver those darn things seven days a week early, early in the morning, whether it was raining or cold or whatever. And so seven days a week delivering, then you had to go out and collect. You had to go find the new customers. You had to settle customer service problems. You know, I, I broke a few windows because I always like to put the paper right on the top stoop. And every <laughs> once in a while, the darn thing would bounce and I'd break a window. So, uh, you know, I think that was the start of, of business and entrepreneurism. Wow. And then what happened? What was your first business, Larry? Um, well, I, I got my start after, after some things in college and everything else. I, I, as I was finishing up college, I went to work for a large food processor, a cannery, and um, in you know city born, city raised. But I ended up spending two summers out in the Central Valley of California working for a cannery, and just fell in love with agriculture. Um, and I, I got involved on the, the operations side. We were moving trucks of tomatoes and peaches and pears actually 700 truckloads a day of, of peaches, pears, tomatoes from all over California to different processing plants. And so it was a logistical uh, challenge. Wow. And, and, and so I got, got a chance to get involved in ag, loved it, fell in love with ag, um, ended up staying there for nine years, uh, got a chance to do a lot of wonderful things, including working with the board of directors, the president of the company, worked on, on a few special projects, um, and then the, the other thing that happened that, that really helped in, in the long run was we went bankrupt. And mm-hmm. so I got a chance to see what happens when you, you know, when you struggle, what puts you into bankruptcy, uh, you know, getting, getting your, your business out of line, uh, you know, too much supply, not enough demand, running yourself into problems. How do you work through bankruptcy? How does the process work? And that, that came into to be an advantage later on when I was on the other side and some of our customers went bankrupt because I, 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 I had had that experience. 
Wow. And um, what was your very first company aside from the, your paper? I think Dan did that, the paper, the paper route. So what was that very first company when you feel like, okay, I got this and it's successful? What was sure. that company? Well, well, first of all, uh, Dan and I, not only were we paper boys, but we shared earlier that we have the same haircut and Sea Rock I had just joined. So I cut my hair about every three days. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the first company was after the, 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 the cannery went bankrupt. Uh, one of the vendors that we'd worked with asked me to join them. And, and ultimately, I became a partner in that company. So, you know, I, I joined that company again, tied into agriculture. Um, really amazing. This one was focused on, on fresh produce for the most part. 95% of our business is in the fresh produce industry. Another phenomenal industry. Uh, really, people that are creative and always figuring out how to make things work. And, and you know, trust is your, your bond in, in, the, in the ag industry. So it's really, really incredible. But to, to answer your question, Kate, joined it, became a partner, and then together we led this from from the time I joined, we were at roughly twenty five million a year in sales to, as Dan mentioned earlier, we just we just hit one hundred and fifty million a year in sales. Um, and and, and the, we one of the things that we do there is we believe in long term relationships. So we've created a number of joint ventures with with uh, different growers, shippers, uh, you know, people that we work with, and it really develops that long term relationship. Wow. Um, Larry, what is the profit margin in that industry? I mean, what are some of the issues? I mean, I could understand if you, you make mistakes logistics-wise, they're all going to be rotten. What, what is the uh, profit margin for fresh produce? Yeah, well, if, if you're one of the folks that's supplying the celery or the strawberries or the lettuce, it, it's, it's funny because when, when you ask somebody in the industry, hey, what kind of margins do you guys see? Everybody will chuckle because there's, they, the, the growers or shippers spend a lot of the time being at break even or even below break even. Mm -hmm. And they wait for those moments. They, they, they need to be in the market for those moments when, when it gets better and they actually make money. Um, it's, it's gotten a little more stable over the years because there's fewer shippers. Um, of course, there's fewer on the, on the buying side, whether that's food service or the retailers. And, and I think everybody's beginning to see that they, they, there's a common interest that they need to keep the shippers in business. So they've, they've come together and found different ways to price things to, to make it work for everybody. But it's a very um, competitive industry. Um, pricing is really tough. And, and I mean, for example, the vegetable markets over the last nine months have been horrible. So the, the poor vegetable growers and, and vegetable shippers have been losing money for like nine months straight. Wow. So I can imagine if you're a smaller farmer, it's uh, it's that's a tough industry. You need to have a massive volume for you to make it to sustain that business um, because your margin of error. I mean, it just uh, just one make mistake of not shipping it to the right place and it will go bad. That or, you know, there, there's there's things that can happen in the field. Maybe maybe the timing's off or pests, um, you know, heat, cold. Uh, it, it, there's there's so many things that get them. Wow. And tell us about, you mentioned bankruptcy, where that company you're involved with. Can you tell us, um, how does that feel like going through that? <laughs> very, very, very frustrating. Yeah. Yes. We we had made some strategic errors. Uh, we, had, we had too much supply in our warehouses at the time. Um, 
Yeah, but the, the neat thing was, and, and so you could see this building, we kept carrying inventory, carrying inventory, and we were building on our line of credit. Um, we had a change in the CEO. The new CEO put together a team, and I, I was fortunate enough to be part of it. It was a five-person team. We put, we put this team together, and we came up with a plan on how we could turn things around. So just the, the ability or the opportunity to be involved in that, those, those discussions and figuring things out, but we figured out a plan. Unfortunately, the bank wasn't willing to hang with us. They pulled the plug and they turned our plan over to our largest competitor and, and had everything organized in bankruptcy court to just slam it through. So to answer your question, I was very frustrated and, and, and uh, my competitive nature came out. I wasn't too happy for a number of years with that bank. Um, wow. That hey, real quick, Kate, just really yeah. quickly. Sorry, just some logistical things. I usually don't want to do this. Larry, can you hit the unmute on StreamYard just sure. to make sure that people can hear you here? Uh, there you go. Fantastic. Now they, they'll hear you much better. Thank you. This is Larry Snyder, by the way. Last year alone, almost $150 million in sales. Uh, really incredible story. Back to you. Yes, and Larry, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? Would you still be you know, doing, you know, fresh produce or would you do something else? Um, well, I a couple of thoughts. One, one is, you know, again, I, I fell in love with agriculture years ago. And so it, it's really, it, it has a special place inside of me in, in my heart. So that's neat. And the other thing is because it's always evolving and always changing, almost every day has been a new adventure. Mm -hmm. That's what's neat. The other thing, though, to, to keep going with the answer is a few years ago, um, my wife and I decided to get more more deeply involved in real estate investment. We'd been around real estate for years, obviously buying our own homes and, and doing things like that. But in our business, um, we, we, we have 17 distribution facilities, refrigerated warehouses throughout the Western United States. And so obviously by doing that, we had to do a lot of buying land, developing buildings, at that time selling things. So I was around real estate and that. And then also about 20 years ago, we had some, some ground here in the Bay Area um, that was in a perfect position to be developed. And so I ended up developing a shopping center with that 20 acres. Long story made short, I've, I've been around real estate. And so Lori and I decided, hey, we, you know, we, she saw something and we dug into real estate investment a little bit more. And so for the last few years, we've been doing more and more of that. And it's, that's been a lot of fun. We've gotten to meet a whole new group of people. We've got uh, some investments, a good share of them down in the southeast um, with uh, um, apartment buildings shopping centers, and even a few office buildings. And then we've also got some, some apartments in Texas that we've invested in. Thank you so much, Larry. And Larry, can you name a person who has had a tremendous impact on you as a leader? Who is that? Um, well, um, I'm... I, I think back in my first boss, when I first started at the cannery, he was outstanding. And he had a very creative mind. Uh, he, he was willing to give me a lot of opportunities and, and take over certain things. And, and so the, the, the leadership, the guidance, the insight, um, and the opportunity to go do certain things was, was tremendous. And, and I think of him, his name was Bill. He, he was fantastic. And what a, what a great, great start uh, that was. 
Um, I've also, you know, I've been around a number of great people in in our business, partners and everything, and I've learned a lot from them, whether it was um, to, you know, working hard, thinking through things, um, you know, doing your homework, being prepared, also trusting your gut, um, relying on people that, that they, you know, they may not be all that polished, but they really know what they're doing. Um, so different different things like that. And then recently, and it was one of the other things I was going to touch on with your, your earlier question, Kate, is the other thing that I'm now doing um, is working with other business owners to help them grow a strong, successful business. Um, you know, and, and, and obviously a lot of people, they, they want to have their business. They know the craft, but they may not really understand business or they may not understand how to protect themselves and how to take advantage of opportunities. So I'm wanting to take my experience along with some other programs that we've got and really help these people build a, a strong, successful business. Oh, I love it. Now, tell me, think back to a time that you felt transformed and how did you change and why, Larry? Well, you've got some great questions. Um, about, well, there a couple of things. I've always liked to learn. I've always liked to improve. And I, I'll say roughly 25 years ago, it was during the cassette era, um, but about, about, about 25 years ago, uh, Lori got me a, uh, the uh, Tony Robbins package, uh, Personal Power. And I thought that was tremendous. And I, I'd, I would listen to that probably every six months. And I, and I always made sure that I did the homework. I just didn't listen to it. But every day, you know, you had something that you had to work on. And, and so I, I would do that. And you kept learning and improving and learning and improving. And that was great. But I've, I've also relied on, you know, I think of Stephen Covey with the seven habits of highly effective people. Um, Tom Peters with, you know, with wow. And uh, our daughter, Ashley, as you mentioned earlier, she's on the call. She's probably laughing right now because I got to meet him one time. She said, you met the wow guy, you know, <laughs> so, um, but uh uh, so Tom Tom Peters, uh, I think a Jim Collins, uh, just you know, good to great, great by choice, and a lot of those things. Uh, and and now recently, in the last few years, I've had the chance to connect with some other people that are just amazing. You know, I'm a Grant Cardone licensee. As part of that, I've also been able to connect with Brandon Dawson at Cardone Ventures, and and just getting stretched and learning so much from them. I've connected with JT Fox and learning and stretching so much from him, and JT's you know, uh, open the doors on a few things. I recently was able to spend a half hour uh, with with George, and I want to say George Ross, and all of a sudden I'm drawing a blank. But um, he, you know, he was on The Apprentice. He was with uh, Trump in, in the real estate side for 47 years. And so being able to spend a half hour with George was fantastic. Wow. It seems like you really tap into getting into partnership. Um, can you tell me the disadvantage and advantage of just doing it solo rather than leveraging other people's knowledge and teams? I think a lot of entrepreneurs make that mistake of wanting to do it all. Sure. Well, and I think a lot of times, you know, we want to have our own business because we want to have control and we, you know, we, we think, all right, now I'm in charge and, you know, I'm going to go make this happen. Um, and, and certainly that's true. But even if, it, if you're going to be the, the, the king, the queen, the czar, you need a team, right? You can only go so far if it's, if it's you. So how are you going to build the team? That would be number one. Even if you want to look at them and you say, hey, they're employees and I'm in charge and I'm the owner and everything else, all true. You still need them. You still need to design things. 
In addition, if you look at partners, and, and partnerships are, it can be very tricky, but if you can, you know, if you have that faith and if you lay things out and if you have trust in each other, partnerships can also be, you know, enormously empowering. I mean, you can really go places. And, and you've got to organize it right. You've got to set it up right. I will say also, from, from more of a technical perspective, they're easy to set up, they're easy to get into, very difficult to get out of. So you want to be really careful before you, you jump in. You want to really think it through. Wow. Thank you, Larry. And is um, Lori part of the business? Lori and I are, she's, you know, she, well, a couple of thoughts. One is Lori and I are running the real estate deal together, our investments. She's really running it. And, and you know, we talk all the time uh, on the on the business coaching where I'm going out now and working with business owners. Yes, we're working together. We're trying to make it happen. She's doing a lot of the marketing. She, you know, she she's the one that's helping with, or not helping. She's doing the social media. I mean, we talk through it, but she's got the insight and the creativity to go make things happen. So that's the other thing that's really really neat is we're working together, um, and, and so and as you guys know, it it brings a lot of joy. It also brings some uh, some emotional hurdles, but you know, it, it brings a lot of joy. That's the reason why I'm asking, because there's definitely some moment where we're yelling when it comes to it's hard to blend in the business and life together, because then you can't not talk about business all the time. But I'm going to ask you a question. How is it? How does you know, what's the dy dynamic like having your daughter working for the company? Is there ever a time where there's some friction going on? She's not really agreeing with you because we all go through this as a family business. Sure. And, and Ashley, actually, I mean, she, we, we rely on her for some insights on technology or, the, you know, her generation and things like that. But she's actually working with an, a, a, a large company. And so she's not part, part of our day to day. But she does get to see some of the sparks fly at times. I love it. And Ashley is here with us. Now, I have to say, I have to thank JT Fox. He's actually the person that introduced, you know, you to us to interview. He, he, he was really like, you got to interview Larry. So I have to give credit to JT Fox. And Larry, how do you want to be remembered? Um, I'll, I'll say honest, integrity, um, cared deeply about his family and wanted his family to, to, to do well. I wanted to, I want to be there for him. So, you know, I, I want him to be able to count on me and think that I, I did a good job, you know, being a, a, a wonderful husband and also raised two beautiful children that are going to contribute to the world. That, that would be first. And, and then I think just making the, you know, the, Helping business owners, I love business, so helping business owners succeed, you know, I, that would really be terrific because if you think about it, it's the business owner, it's the, the people that are working there as well, and it's really all of their families, right, because it's just going to, it's going to wash over, and so a successful business is going to make a lot of people happy, an unsuccessful business is going to make a lot of people sad, you know, so... That's very true. And now, Larry, for our uh, listeners live, where can they find you if they want to book you for speaking or your coaching? What's the website? Sure. Um, a couple of things. One, the website, uh, I'll call it under construction. I'm, we're just about there, and we've got a couple blips, so I'm, I'm going to leave that alone for a moment. If they want to reach me right now through Instagram or Facebook, it's the Larry Snyder. So the Larry and then S-N-Y-D-E-R. Or they can email me at Larry at LarrySnyder.com. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, 
review and subscribe. And visit katehancock.com so you don't miss out on the next episode.